Welcome everyone. I'm Chris Worley. I'm a professor at the College for Financial Planning and I chair its tax and estate planning department. I'm delighted to provide a series of podcasts for you in your effort to master the estate planning portion of the CFP exam. I want to give you an overview of my thinking in my selection of podcast topics. There are topics here that are your bedrock, your foundation for being able to score well on the estate planning section. Some concepts like title to property and its implications to probate versus non-probate and the calculation of the federal estate tax, absolutely essential. Others like gifts, what are gifts, what aren't gifts, do they qualify for the annual exclusion? And the area of trust for the benefit of your spouse or minors or charity, those are pretty straightforward, but you have to master them without any hesitation or doubt to do well on the estate planning section. Another uh, area that's not that difficult estate planning for non-traditional couples, unmarried couples. But I also am going to have one podcast dedicated to the calculation of the federal estate tax. I think historically, students who fail the uh, estate planning portion really never got a grip on what it is to calculate the federal estate tax. And it's important because there are many concepts, just a gross estate, taxable estate, just a taxable gifts, tenant of taxable base that you see often in the exam. So if you can make a serious effort and master what is probably for most the most challenging portion, I like your chances of being successful. So what I would like to do in terms of the substance of the first podcast is talk about the significance of how property is titled. Probably prior to this course, you never really thought much about title. You own the property yourself, you don't share it with anyone, and for many people that is how their life is. So the implication of that is, if were you to die, 100% of it's included in your probate estate and gross estate. Its subsequent distribution needs to be directed by your will. And the asset as a jump up in basis to fair market value at date of death. All good results. What if you own property as tenant in common? Say you have an apartment building with your brother and you contribute 75% of the acquisition price and your brother does 25. Well, in that situation, it's going to be included in, in it's going to be included in the probate estate to the extent of your 75% interest. That will be also the amount included in the probate estate. Now, your brother, the survivor, has no rights. The only way um, 
your brother is going to get that 75% interest if you specifically will it to him. Also, let's say you had a uh, property as tenants in common with your wife. Both of you provided an equal amount. The portion going to her, that would qualify for the marital deduction. Joint tenants with right of survivorship, they're the amount that's included in the probate estate is zero. What's included in the gross estate in the case of non-spouses is the rule of contribution, or as I like to affectionately call it, follow the money. So if I contribute 80% of the purchase price, 80% is included in the gross estate. In the case of spouses, though, it's irrelevant who contributed how much. It's a bright line rule of 50%. Then there's another form of uh, property ownership, tenants by the entireties. It's limited just to uh, married couples. And there's no inclusion in the gross estate. There's a right of survivorship. And it's available for the unlimited marital deduction. And then the final way of owning property is as community property. There, half the values deemed to be included in the gross estate and the probate estate. There's no right of survivorship. So you need a specific provision under your uh, will to uh, transfer to your spouse. And to the extent of the inclusion in your gross estate, there's a marital deduction. Now, another aspect of all of this is, do I get does my heir get a step up in basis to fair market value at the date of death? And there's only one surefire way to achieve that, and that's to own the property outright and fee simple. So then your inheritor gets a step up in basis to fair market value. In the case of all the other techniques, tenants in common, joint tenants with right of survivorship, or tenants by the entirety, there's only going to be a partial step up in basis. So a good way of putting this all together, if you have your book six at page 20, we have an example of a brother and sister who went in on the purchase of real estate, joint tenant with right of survivorship. They purchased it for 300,000. They each contributed an equal amount. The brother dies first at the time when the value of the property was a million dollars. So the amount of inclusion in the gross estate is half that. Although note there's no inclusion in the probate estate. The sister, what's her step up in basis? It's going to be the sum of what she originally paid, 150000 plus the portion that was includable in the gross estate of the brother, 500,000. So the sum of those two numbers, 150 and 500 is $650,000. So we've reached the conclusion of our initial podcast. We're then going to go on to calculation of the estate tax calculation. Thank you.